This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Well, hello, everyone. We are so glad you're with us today. And we have a special guest today. His name is David Burks, and he is in one of my favorite places, Naples, Florida. I love it there. And today our title is Scripts and Tactics for the Soft Approach of Lead Conversion with Past Clients and Your Sphere. So, Hannah, I want to first hear about your daily schedule. Because I, I feel like just from kind of talking to you for a couple minutes before we started, you just are pretty systematized in your daily habits. So I want to kind of talk about what does a day in the life of David look like and how you systematize yourself to make sure you're doing everything that you need to get done. Okay. Well, a normal day for me, um, I'm up at 5.30, uh, start the coffee, uh, get my dogs up, we go for a walk, come back home. And do my normal morning routine of reading the paper. Um, I'm in the office by 8 a.m. And uh, that's when we start our hour of power, which consists of going through email, uh, doing any follow-ups that we need to do from the night before. Because one thing that I'm very stringent on, uh, my work day for clients uh, starts as far as speaking with them at 9 a.m. And I shut my phone off at 6.30 p.m. So during that hour of power, I do all of my follow-up, whether it's an agent I need to follow up with, a client email, um, or I can always surprise them by calling prior to nine o'clock. Once the hour of power is done, uh, we then go over um, what our itinerary is for the week, as far as how many listings we have, how many buyers we're working with, are they an A, B, C, or D buyer? Uh, We don't waste our time uh, with D buyers. Uh, That D buyer is not interested in purchasing right now at the years down the road. Uh, if they are a C, we can move into that category. The A and B buyers are the ones that we focus on uh, because they're ready. They're here. They're ready to buy. Uh, they want uh, local knowledge about the real estate and what's going on. So that's my normal day. Um, so from about nine till noon is our client touch time. Um, and I'm finished uh, by noon every day, unless I'm meeting with a client or going on a listing of So I want to stay right there because that's really important because I think you've created the habit of it's not just the hour of power. You've basically said from nine to 12, I'm carving that time out to just kind of following up and figuring out how to convert my past clients and my sphere into prospective buyers. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, because the buyers end up becoming sellers at some point in your career. So let's let's go ahead and do a couple of the scripts. You can do it with me. Um, okay. And let's just say maybe we just met like, you know, somewhere a week ago or two weeks ago. And you want to follow up with me to see if I can give you any referrals or such. Okay, perfect. Uh, one thing that I do, um, I'm involved in a lot of the car clubs here in Naples. And so if I'm meeting someone for the first time, um, and it's kind of, I would say, a cold prospect because we are just meeting. What I like to do is to use the, um, it's called the Ford system. And I've been using it for you know, 20 plus years. And Ford stands for family, occupation, recreation, 
and dreams. And what what's meant by that is as far as the family, if I'm meeting with someone, it's, you know, oh, are are you relocating here? Are you with your family? Are you married? Uh, do you have children? Uh, we, you know, what's going on with them? Um, either the O for occupation. Oh, are you relocating for work or are you retiring? And the recreation, what do you do for fun while you're here? And these are things, it's a nice segue as you're having a conversation with someone. You don't hit them with all these questions, but it's just in the course of conversation. It's very casual. When you're in Naples, you know, do you guys go boating? Do you golf? Do you play tennis, pickleball? Because you want to find out what's of interest to them. What's of interest to you is irrelevant when you're working with someone for the first time. In their dreams, have you always dreamed of being in Naples? Or what part of Naples would you like to be in? If you could live anywhere in Naples, where would you like to live? And you're just breaking the ice with them so that they'll loosen up and they'll talk with you because you're interested in them. And it's not about you as the real estate agent. They actually shouldn't even know you're a real estate agent when you first are in conversation with them. I like that. So I think that, you know, a lot of times people think scripts are, you know, oh, I don't want to sound too scripty. But the thing is, is that if you can literally get to a place and I feel like I used to be so good at this and I have really lost my edge. I feel like we've COVID, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have, yes. it's almost like I have to redo it because I've, I've spent so much time with people that I already know and who are close to me. And I've almost, I feel like I've gotten more introverted as I've gotten older. And so I just like almost dread getting to know someone new because it's like, oh, I just got to go through all that stuff. And I've got to change my mindset a little bit. And I just, I like that because if you have that forward, you know, kind of going, all right, so tell me about your family. You know, it, it's just kind of reminds you to do that. So what else are you making sure that you ask them for someone new that you're, you're meeting? Kind of like those trigger questions that you kind of always want to make sure you're asking them. Sure. Well, you know, the trigger questions that I like to use um, when I, when I, and I always use Ford when I'm meeting someone for the first time, I want to find out what they're interested in. And I will also tell them about uh, what Naples has to offer. If they have young children or animals uh, and they like wildlife, we'll talk about the Naples Zoo. We'll talk about the Conservancy here, uh, Naples Botanical Gardens. If they like light music, we'll talk about um, going to Fifth Avenue or Mercado on Tuesdays or Thursdays, uh, the different restaurants in general, because everyone loves you know, to dine and have dinner. So I, I use my icebreakers that way because it's a familiar topic. I know about all the restaurants in town, report on a lot of them during my social post. Uh, and what I've found is people, I have a better response from my social media post when I'm posting about food and drinks and what's going on in Naples, as opposed to, I just listed a home or I just sold a home. I like that. So I have a lot more engagement on the social aspects in Naples as opposed to the real estate aspects. So let's talk about that three hours of prospecting. I, I really want you to dive in and give people real handles on that. So let's say they're now calling a past client. What does the script for that look like in specific? Okay, what I'm doing, I'm just going to go through my standard script with no pauses. And that way, if you have any questions, I'll address it at the end. Um, good afternoon, John. This is David. I'm calling to see how the family is doing. 
And I'm wishing you a happy anniversary on your home purchase. Do you know that what we were doing exactly seven years ago this week, we were closing on your house. And I remember when you bought the house, your daughter was 15 and your son, Tim, was 13, I think. So now your daughter must be 22. Is she still living at home? Uh, your son is probably about 20 now, right? Well, what's he doing? Let them respond. Great to hear. Everyone is doing well. Well, I have you on the phone. Let me tell you what the market is doing in your neighborhood right now, just so you're up to date on, on what's happening. And also, just in case you're thinking about downsizing, or if you have friends looking to purchase in the neighborhood, is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. And I use this script a lot because I don't have to use other scripts, and I will target the clients that I've sold uh, a couple of years ago that are still there. Because things change in people's lives, but if you're not engaging with them and giving them something of value or inviting them to your client parties, um, you have to have a reason for the call. So it's not, oh, are, are you looking to sell? It's not about that. It's about their needs. So when you get the client on the phone, have your headset on, have your information in front of you. And I always wear a headset so my hands are free. And you've already searched the MLS. You know what's recently closed in the last 30 to 60 days. You know what their neighbor is closed for because there's always word on the street that people got more than what they actually did upon closing. And you're giving them something of value, which is the value of their current home, if they were thinking of relocating, buying up, buying down. Yeah, so, so number one, you're saying, look, it's always great to know what the value of your home is. I'd love to give you a free evaluation on your home if you want want one. What about talking to them about rental properties? Like as far as, you know, it'd be great to look at buying a rental property right now. Have you ever thought about either buying a rental property or buying another rental property? Do you have a script for that? I actually do. And I use that script a lot with my first time home buyers who are just starting their families. And St. John, who I just spoke to, um, he's got three children. And I share with them, once you get settled, you know, you both have your careers going. My recommendation, John, is let's start looking at some investment properties here in Naples. Well, David, I'm not interested in, in being a landlord or investment properties. John, I understand, but what we're talking about is an investment property for your children. Well, David, why would I do that? Well, because your kids are four, five, and six. Let's look at some investment properties that will carry themselves from a rental standpoint. Let's have a 15-year mortgage on those properties. So by the time your children are graduating high school and heading to college, those properties are paid for 100% by the renters that you've had. That property can now pay for each of your children's college moving forward. That sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So one of the things that I tell people when we're talking about rental properties, because I'm a huge proponent of people buying rental properties. Right now, um, I've got five rental properties that I'm, you know, have paid off and I'm making, you know, thousands of dollars every single month. And I literally do nothing with them because I have a property manager that handles it. And what I've found is people might've had a property and they did all the work themselves. And then they literally were like, forget it. Like there's no chance I'm ever doing this again. And, you know, this, the thing that I say for people like that is 
you know, you you only will grow to the level of your pain. Meaning if you had a rental property and it went bad, then your first reaction is going to be, oh, well, that was painful, right? And so now I don't to do it again, right? And everybody has, you know, pain with, with either organizational pain, financial pain, external pain, and and the you'll only grow to the level of the threshold of your pain. And so the higher you go in leadership, the more pain that you have. But that's why leaders subconsciously and unconsciously put a pause button because they don't want to endure any more pain. And so that concept is the same conversation I have with people when they tell me, oh, I had a rental property one time. And yes. then I, what you're doing, right, is subconsciously and unconsciously, you're putting a pause button or a stop button in your life because you're not willing to, to endure any more pain. If I said that every time, you know, the first time I had uh, the hot water break and I didn't want to do another one, you know, it, it, you, you have to get people past that point where you can go, yeah, but let's look at the positive sides of what it's going to bring. So what, what would you say to someone that said, you know, I had a rental property one time and I don't want to, I don't want to go there again. Well, how would you respond to that objection? Right. Well, my first response to an objection like that is, well, tell me about what happened. Because if we immediately jump into why they should get back into it, we don't know what they experienced. Mm. It could have been a bad tenant. It could have been a neighborhood. It could have been, I was going through a divorce and it just created a, a lot of havoc. So the first thing I would do is find out and let them tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. Then you're better suited to address the issue that happened and how you can help them make that better. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some people that just are not cut out to be landlords. Uh, I but but see, of- my, my, my thing with that is what I would say to that objection is you don't you don't need to be a landlord like with, with me, with my like you're a landlord, but you if you're not cut out for it. You just hire a property manager and then guess what? You don't really have to deal with any of it. Like with my you property just collect manager, checks. Yes. And literally, I tell them, do not call me unless the house is burning down. I don't want to know about it. And they still send me emails some, you know, sometimes saying this or that. Um, but I do respond back and say, you know, just take care of it. Um, well, well, the nice thing too, it sounds like you've also given your property manager the leeway as in a couple of the properties that I have. Um, I, I give them a $500 leeway. If yeah. it's a $500 problem, I do not want to call for you. You yeah. address it, deal with it. And because I, I don't want to get calls all the time. I've been more, I, I've been happier uh, doing flips on my end um, because that I'm really good at. And I make a lot more money and I, I need that quicker satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I am rolling into the, you know, the genre in my career where I'm looking at apartment buildings as opposed to individual properties, because I like everything uh, come together. But mm-hmm. it is, you definitely need a property manager because unless that's your full-time job, and I wouldn't recommend it, um, you need someone else managing your properties, the day-to-day dealings with them that go along with it. And most people try to self-manage. And that's when I listen to people, that's what they've always done. And it sounds like you have the same experience with the clients that you've spoken to. They try to self-manage it and they have no experience. Exactly. Yes. 
And now, a word from our sponsor, Canzel Realty. Run your business your way, only at Canzel Realty. You can have all of the freedom with none of the standard real estate red tape. As an agent at Canzel, you'll have the ability to be on a 100% split with no yearly or monthly tech fees. You'll get access to revenue share and stock award options, top-tier leads program options, access to a local broker in every major city instead of just one for the whole state, a local circle leader to help you and your business, access to incredible national speakers and training, an unmatched suite of free technology, KV Core CRM, BrokerBuck, BrokerMint, and more. At Canzo, you get the best of both worlds. All the technology, revenue sharing, and equity awards of a national firm combined with the close-knit feel and support of a local firm. Build your real estate business your way, only at Canzel Realty. So what else are you doing to entice people? Like right now, you know, things are slow. The There's definitely a, uh, a lack in transactions in the sense that a lot of transactions different areas of the country are between 25 and 38% down on total sales for transactions. Yes. What are you doing mindset wise for yourself? And what are you doing to really pick up business so that you're not falling shorter on transactions? Okay. Well, because I've been in in the business now for 25 years full time, uh, this is the fourth time that we've gone through the ebbs and flows. A lot of people will come in when the market's booming uh, and then they disappear. Um, What I keep an eye on when the market is adjusting is up-and-coming areas. I also look for properties, my clients and myself, that are in estates um, where the family owns them. There may not be any money in the family, but money is in the real estate. Um, I look uh, for those. I also look at lower income areas um, where I am in Naples uh, to purchase property because a lot of people with the interest rates, you know, they may not be able to afford to purchase a home. They're looking for a rental, but right now the rentals are costing more than if you actually purchased a property. So those are the things that I keep an eye on. I also keep an eye on uh, the days on the market because if I wasn't the first agent chose, I would much rather be the second because that's when the property is going to sell because they've already tried it out for six months at, at a price that that seller thought they could get or the agent told them they could get. Talk to me about right now, a lot of sellers are, because it's gotten a little bit slower, yes. they are wanting you to do kind of extreme marketing. I remember one time when I was still selling houses, I had a $4 million listing and it was my first higher priced, you know, listing like that. And the guy was like, I want a 3D Matterport. I want a virtual tour. I want the drone. I want a hundred thousand mailers sent out. And it was like, you know, at the time I was like, okay, sure. You know, like, I, you know, I wanted to please him. So I just, kind yes, of, yes, 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 we've yes, all yes. been there. Yes. And that particular home was so overpriced. It was about a million dollar overpriced. And I spent so much money on the marketing and couldn't get him down on the price. He actually ended up taking it off the market. Um, So talk about, you know, we all know that you can't market an overpriced listing to make it sell. So what would be the conversations that you would have when they're like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And instead of saying, yes, 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 I'll do this, I'll do that, you know, that's your first reaction is how do you manage that so you're not spending 
thousands and thousands of dollars on things. You know, I want to be in this this magazine and magazines. That those you those know? are the big ones. Yeah, you know, magazines are seller ego boosters. So you know, I don't buy into magazine at all because there's no way to track. There's no way to to track what people are looking at the property. So I always share with my sellers in this scenario with the $4 million seller, I let them know that I spend my money where I know that I can track who's looking at their home, who's been online. And I've been doing this 25 years, even if you've only been doing it for a year or two years, they're hiring you as the professional. So you do need to lead them and let them know, this is where I choose to spend my money. And you will have sellers that say, well, I'm paying you. Or you work for me. That's the, the famous one. You work for me. And actually, you don't. Because what you have to keep in mind is that until you're paid at closing, you work for yourself. You are hired to do a job that you haven't been paid for yet. So I'm very adamant with those types of sellers that I will not spend money on magazines and thousands and thousands of mailers because I know they work. That being said, Mr. Seller, Here's what it's going to cost to do what you want me to do. And if you think that's going to sell your property, you front the money for it. I will coordinate having it done. And upon a successful closing, while you're listing with me, I will reimburse you for that. Now, what's your next question? And I, I leave it at that because if they're so adamant, then they, they can sell the property themselves if they think that's what's going to do it. So when, when I do have sellers like that, I just had one. I uh, just I listed two of his properties, grossly overpriced at 2.2 million a piece. He thought he was going to pull a million out. He's past that market. He wanted to do, he didn't want our standard real estate signs. He wanted a billboard. Mm -hmm. And he thought by telling me, David, I want I want these billboards out there so you can put your face on it. And I said, Well, I'm already familiar with what I look like. I don't need my face on a billboard. However, if that's what you want, you know, those those billboards are $3,500. Here's the vendor. I will send them all the graphics. But if that's what you feel you need for your property, here's here's the contact number. And he did pay for those. And the properties didn't sell. And so when we parted ways, because he was being, you know, he just, he wanted this about four months later when he wanted to part ways, I was more than happy to send him the termination prior to our estate expiring. And lo and behold, he relists with someone else in my firm, Christie's. And at the price I told him to bring it down to, it, it sold in five days. Mm, I like so, and, and I, I still see him out and he, he won't even look at me in the eye because he knows that what I told him was true. And, you know, when you're working with people like that, a lot of times um, that goodwill will come back because you were honest. And, you know, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But you will not have allowed yourself to be talked to that way, number one. Or put in a position where you're spending money that you know is not going to go. Because that's one of the quickest ways a realtor can go out of business is because they spend all their money doing what their sellers are telling them to do. But you know the right thing to do. And it's okay to fire a client if it's not going to work for you. Both a buyer yeah. and a seller. So I want to talk about two things. One is mindset and and putting on blinders. You know, in yeah, we had in 2022, Rich Strike, he won the Kentucky Derby. He was, I think it was 80 to one, like was his rating of what he was going to win. Like there was an 80 to one chance that he was going to win and he ended up coming in. And 
you know, I always think about the fact that, you know, these horses wear this $15 piece of equipment, right, to call (laughs) brothers, and it allows them to concentrate and, you know, finish the race. And so, you know, right now it's more crucial than ever to get your mindset right, but also to kind of put those blinders on to help you to concentrate on your lane and it to the finish line. Yes. Yes. What would you say are some things that you're doing for your mindset, number one? And what are the blinders that you're kind of going in and saying, I'm going to say no to this, I'm saying no to this, I'm saying no to this, and I, mm-hmm. I'm staying focused? What would that be for you? For me, um, especially in market where we're heading into, because we had two and a half years of uh, homes values skyrocketing for absolutely no reason. Um, so the blinders that I put on during these times is I focus on the market and what the market is doing. I also, in my farm areas, focus on other agents who have listings that are paying on the market as they're overpriced. And part of my marketing to those areas are, you know, just some verbiage that I use on some of my mail outs. Uh, you can chase the market down or you can lead the market by selling your home. Yeah. And so with my blinders, I don't watch the news. I know we've had all this bank stuff going on. I don't get tied up in all of that so that my conversations with clients aren't a negative because there are a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now. I focus on real estate because when I'm speaking with a client, whether it be a buyer or a seller, it's about their need to either sell a property or purchase. It. So the rest of what's going on in the rest of the world is relevant. Mm-hmm. I like when, when I'm working with them. I think the other thing is also, you know, right now you're getting a lot of cold calls and you're getting a lot of people yeah. reaching out to you. Here's the yes. latest and greatest, and you need this, and you need this program, and buy this, buy, buy that. Buy these leads. Yes, buy the leads. I mean, it's just out of control right. and can set you back. And I want to encourage you guys, um, you know, this Millionaire Real Estate podcast is on the podcast app. Go back, and I believe that every one of you, every single day, without a doubt, should be listening to one real estate podcast and one Absolutely. leadership podcast. Yes, every single every single day. day. Um, and 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 find someone because there are a lot of different people out there. Find someone who you get. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of trainers out there, and there are a bunch of different styles. Whether it's relationship based, if it's cold calling, you know. However, you want to run your business and build your business, definitely do it that way. But the podcast, when you're out exercising, walking the dog, cleaning your your house, your, your whatever you're doing, listen to one podcast. Then you can listen for thirty minutes, thirty minutes, forty minutes. But just put the earbuds in, listen to it, focus on your real estate. As far as buying leads, my recommendation um, with my length of time in the business and, and the volume that I do, I would say spend your money on securing farm areas. And that's an area where you want to work, where you want to sell homes. Instead of paying for leads, spend that money on market updates and staying in contact with the people in that farm area that you want to dominate. Mm. That's where I would spend my money. I also want to encourage everyone that's listening. Um, right now, we are 
getting, we got this in with a couple people in the Philippines. We've actually hired some on staff. They stay on Zoom from 8.30 to 5. So you have a, you can contact them at any time. And um, if you are interested in this, if you email us, it, it, it there is a cost for it, but it's a one-time cost of $500. And then we give you that employee. You're going to pay them $4 an hour. I mean, think about what they could do. And they're phenomenal. Like we are so happy with them. Um, if you're interested in that, email mp at canzel.com. But my personal opinion is, um, you guys all know I want to write a book called How to Delegate Everything But Sex, um, because I believe that the only way for you to be able to grow is for you to be able to expand yourself. And so think about, there's all these companies out there now that are charging like $1,500 a month, which to me, if you're paying $1,500 a month and and you can have unlimited people, but $1,500 a month times 12 and you're locked into a 12-month agreement, you're spending $18,000 to this company for them to give you this $4 an hour employee that doesn't make any sense when we can give you one for $500 and they're exceptional. A lot of them have real estate experience, so they they speak phenomenal English. And it's definitely, I would suggest everyone on this call, they can send text mess, they can send text messages from for you through a company. Um, we have something called open phone. So what you do is you use open phone and then it's a phone that you actually share and it's all online. Um, it's a really fantastic um, piece. So let's talk one. We're out of time, but I have one more question for you. Um, but if when somebody wants, you want to do text messages, let's say somebody's on this call and they're like, I'm just not good on the phone. I just don't want to get to, can, I just want to send text messages. Give us a couple of text messages that you do, that you send out that have been effective. Uh, is this for like a buyer or listing? Oh, no, for like if you had, instead of making that phone call, um, maybe like a check-in text or something like that to your past clients or to your sphere. Are you Do you do a lot of text messages or are you really just picking up the phone and calling? I don't. The demographic that I work with um, is a demographic. So they're not big into the texting. Uh, they're big into actual phone calls. Um. I'd be interested in what you're doing out in the Philippines because that does sound interesting because that's something I'm not doing. Uh, but the ROI sounds really nice. Return on the investment. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so, so I'm going to talk to you about that one. Uh, when yeah. We, we will. We'll follow yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. But, it, but it's a say, no-brainer because here's the thing. It's like if you're doing these tasks that are $10, $15, $20 an hour tasks that all of us do, every we last do one it. of us yeah. are doing them. Yes. And then you could actually offset that for $4. And let me tell you this. I, I honestly, this is what I used to say, okay? I'm telling you, if you would have come to me four years ago, I would have told you, absolutely not. I buy USA, 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 and rah, rah, rah. And then I realized that the people in USA don't want don't to work. Don't to work. And they are not unappreciative. Yes. So I'm now at the point where, and, and I'm just, I'm joking when I say that. Right, there are right. some people yeah. who are not yeah. grateful. There's a lot of them that are when I say that. But 
But I finally have gotten to the place where I go, we've tried to hire 100% USA. It's difficult to do that. Now we have someone who's extremely grateful. We've got we've got folks in, in Mexico. We adore them. Like when I say adore, I'm saying we adore them. We couldn't be more grateful for them. So respectful, so kind, willing to do whatever we need. So why not? And then we've got a lot of people in USA, too, that we love and adore as well. But you can bet. I don't think you can do all of it. Right. But if you can balance it out, it's wonderful. And, And we are really passionate about helping people do that. So if you're on this call, my suggestion is if you can spend $500 and hire someone for $4 an hour, Email MP at Canzel and take and do it. that nonsense do off it. your plate. And then here's the thing, because they will work 830 to 5 Monday through Friday and they will sit on a Zoom channel. And whenever you need them, you know, you can hop on. Hey, I need you to do this or whatever it is. It's very, very great. Yeah, always, you know, and especially about that, that, that pay scale too. hire people that are doing the non-dollar productive activities that need to be done in real estate and keep yourself open for your face to face meetings. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been amazing. And I Thank know you. we've got tons of people that we'd love to send you as a referral. So David, tell people where they can find you and where they can follow you. Okay. They can actually uh, find me on with uh, John R. Wood Christie's International in Naples, Florida. Uh, our website is thinknaples.com and that's T-H-I-N-K-N-A-P-L-E-S.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram at thinknaples.com and think Pelican Bay. You know what? And I have to say, I love that website. Like if wherever you guys are located. So <laughs> I love that. Like thinkdallas.com or think whatever. Yes. Yes. That is we, a really great website. We were team paradise, you know, over 20 years uh, because we do live in paradise here in Naples. And there were so many offshoots of that. And one evening I'm like, well, if you're thinking about moving, you're thinking about wherever you want to go. So I think anybody can incorporate that into their website. And it's thinkwhereveryouare.com. Mm, so good. Another nugget. Well, hopefully I would like you guys right now to type in the chat. David brought some amazing things to the call. David, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.